Hey everyone, Grant for the Flame Learning Channel. One of the most powerful VFX toolsets in the Flame products is the Action 3D compositing environment. Action allows you to seamlessly blend two-dimensional images and 3D models in an environment that has traditionally been node-driven for maximum flexibility. So typically, your interaction would be a mixture of node bins and connecting nodes in the Action schematic. This is a fast and flexible way to work. But through the integration of the new Action Contextual menus in the Flame 2018.2 update, you can work even faster by performing multiple operations with fewer clicks. So here is an example of a composite and we'll go through some of the workflow examples of using these new menus. The composite has a couple of layers in the 3D environment as well as some extra media loaded into the media list for later use. Now one of the first big points to mention is that when you call up the contextual menu on a selected object in the result view, a lot of functionality is exposed for you to choose from. You have access to your standard commands which you would normally have accessed only in the Action Schematic. So now you don't need to switch views to apply them. Secondly, in previous versions of the Flame products, there was a lot of hidden functionality that may have just been mapped to a keystroke or buried in a few different menus. So if you look at the View and Render sub-menu, you can hide objects, toggle through multi-selected objects, remove an object from a render output and even lock a selection. It's also very important to note that the contextual menus will dynamically change depending on what you selected before calling up the menus. This will become more apparent when we look at node dependency in a short while. Now here are a couple functions you will find invaluable. Firstly, you can expose any selected media in the media list. So if you don't know the ALT double click shortcut, you can still trace the origin of the media and work with it at the media level. Secondly, you can also assign media directly in the result view. For example, with this layer selected, you can call up the contextual menu and under Assign Media, you will get a list of all the current sources in the media list. So if you reassign different media to this image object, it will automatically apply the changes. This is faster than switching to the schematic view, selecting the image object, going to the media list and finally applying the new media. You can now do this just using one menu. Now a great improvement that I'm sure you'll be happy to hear is that the blend modes can also be toggled using the contextual menu. You can cycle the previous and next blend modes for the selected surface. I'll switch to the object menu and you can see which blend mode is being used. For even faster usability, the blend mode toggle is mapped to the space plus or space minus for previous and next modes. Now as I mentioned earlier, the contextual menus are aware to whatever is selected. And because of this, certain operations will become available based on what you can do. A big time saver can be Action G masks. 
For example, I'll select the car plate. Calling up the contextual menu, you can apply a GMOSQ with a link directly to the selected object. So let's say we want to put a circular mask around the car. I'll choose Ellipse and draw the GMOSQ in the result view. Please note that at no point have I had to switch to the schematic view. I'll invert the GMOSQ and position its vertices around the car. Now let's say we want to soften the GMOSQ edge. This involves adding a gradient point and stretching it out. In previous versions of Flame, the only way to do this was to switch to ADD mode and used SHIFT-CLICK to add the gradient point. If you didn't know this hidden functionality, it would be tricky to find. In the Flame 2018.2 update, you position your cursor where you want the gradient point to appear and call up the contextual menu. Choose ADD GRADIENT POINT. You can now drag out the gradient point for as much softness as you like. I don't know if you noticed, but there was also the option to add another point to the GMOSQ through the menu. Changing the subject slightly, here is one extra tip. In addition to creating GMOSQ links, you could also create a focused light link to a light, projector or shader node. Previously, you would have to have created the lighting object first and then create the light link. This is now all done with one option. There is also the other option of the look at link when an access object is selected. Now the action contextual menus also work when no objects are selected. For example, I'll deselect everything in the result view and call up the contextual menu. This time, the first section of the menu gives you the ability to add most of the objects you would normally find in the node bin. The second section gives you more hidden functionality. And the third section covers importing and exporting objects from Action. So let's add a lens flare into the 3D scene. Firstly, using the Objects menu, add a light. I'll place the selected light to the side and call up the contextual menu again. Note that the options available for the selected light include various types of linking you can do with lighting, and this may sometimes not be obvious if you're just looking at the light node in the action schematic. Go to the Add Node submenu and choose Lens Flare. The lens flare is automatically added to the light and I'll position it off screen. So this entire time, we've only been looking at the result view and I hope that you can see the advantages of using these menus. But we'll switch to a 2-up view with ALT 2 and look at what has been happening in the action schematic during all this time. There we have the image with the linked GMOSQ and here is the light with the associated lens flare. So using the contextual menus in combination with the traditional action workflow should be big for everyone. Now the contextual menus also work the same in the action schematic. Depending on what is selected will affect the dynamic menus. For example, let's say we want to affect the textures of the lens flare.
This is done through applying Matchbox shaders to the textures. So when you call up the contextual menu on the textures, you will get the option to add a Matchbox. This takes you into the browser, and you can choose whichever Matchbox you need. I'll add Ripple onto the Streak texture. For added effect, I'll exaggerate the effect quite a bit to customize the texture map. So when it comes to working in action, this usability enhancement should cut down the number of clicking, as well as the number of menus to dig through to perform everyday tasks. Now one last thing to mention, and I really do think this is cool, is that the contextual menus are XML based. This means you can add your own favourite tools into these menus for quick and easy access. We'll cover how to do that in an upcoming video. Don't forget to check out the other enhancements, workflows and features to the Flame 2018.2 update. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching, and please subscribe to the Flame Learning Channel for future videos.